Okay, so um, we started with the Metta Sutta because um, particularly for people living in the world as opposed to in a monastery, it is the antidote to anger. Um, but first to, to talk about the very root of anger, um, all of the, anger is a conditioned uh, emotion and all the conditioned things arise in the same way and at their root they have uh, three basic roots, ignorance, um, ignorance, lust, hate, but that's very strong uh, way of saying it. it's easy to remember ignorance, lust and hate, um, but the uh, more subtle way would be like des delusion, uh, wrong views, for ignorance, uh, lust, desire, greed, or its negative uh, state is disgust. And hate is could be as subtle as dislike, aversion, frustration, indignation. But when it becomes much stronger, that's when it becomes anger, which can lead to wrath, which can lead to rage and be completely out of control. So I noticed when you all answered that you were um, talking about controlled anger. Um, and it was about two thirds would bottle it up in some way and one third would find a way of letting it go. And uh, it's fine to bottle up anger if the source of the anger is uh, temporary, um, it's gonna be removed and you can, um, deal with it by uh, just just hiding it, bottling it up. But if you do that for a long time, it actually comes back to bite you or it builds up so high that it erupts. Now, when I lived in Hong Kong, that was a, a place where people would, would vent. You know, they would shout at one another on the street but not in a particularly vicious or angry way. Uh, they would, just, would let go of their anger. <clears throat> Whereas in Bangkok, uh, the taxi driver once warned me, he said, the quieter that a Bangkok person gets and the more he smiles, the more dangerous he is because he's bottling it up. And when it does come out, it'll come out as a rage. And that, once, once you're in the state of rage, everything else goes out the window. You have no ability to catch yourself. Um, much anger that we experience is actually um, subtle and directed at ourselves. We have our own anger, self-directed anger. And some people are able to use that in a constructive way um, to push themselves on to do something, but uh, it, it's not helpful really. Um, stronger anger is directed at others and hate, which is the root of it, always involves a wish to hurt. So even if it's just a snarky comment or passive aggressive, there's still some desire to to hurt. So that is an angry reaction. 
And people have different roots. Um, some people are more prone to uh, lustful action. You know, they like things. They look for the things they like. Other people are more driven by hate, aversion, anger, and they try to push away the things that they don't like. But underlying both of those is always ignorance, ignorance plus. There is one school of Buddhist think, thinking that says that each comes one after the other very quickly. You only have one at a time. But still, it appears as though they're mixed. <clears throat> so I'll just read here a little bit of the um, definition of the roots. Roots are called hetu, or um, in Sanskrit, pachaya. Are those conditions through which practice their presence determined the actual moral quality of a volitional state and the consciousness and mental factors are associated therewith. In other words, the quality of karma. There are three unwholesome roots, greed, hate and delusion, loba, dosa and moha, or avidya in Sanskrit. Uh, the sutras say that greed arises through the unwise reflection of an attractive object, hate through the unwise reflection on a repulsive object. Thus, greed, loba, or raga, uh, comprises all degrees of attractiveness towards an object, from the faintest trace of longing up to the grossest egoism, whilst hatred, dosa, comprises all degrees of repulsion from the faintest trace of ill humor up to the highest pitches of hate, wrath, and rage. The perception of impurity is developed in order to overcome lust or greed. Loving kindness, hence why we had the sutra today, in order to overcome hate. Wisdom, in order to overcome delusion. Also of use is the mental training by the precepts, killing, stealing, unlawful sexual behaviour, lying, tail-bearing, harsh language, frivolous talk, covetousness, ill will and wrong views. These things are either due to one or other of the three roots, greed, hate or delusion. Enraptured with lust, Enraged with hate, blinded by delusion, overwhelmed with mind ensnared, man aims at his own ruin, at others' ruin, and at the ruin of both, and he experiences mental pain and grief. And he follows evil ways in deeds, words, and thought, and he re really knows neither his own welfare, nor the welfare of others, nor the welfare of both. These things make him blind, ignorant, hinder his knowledge, are painful and do not lead to peace. And we can actually see those processes working when we are meditating, particularly if we're meditating on mindfulness of the mental continuum. And as I said, the, the antidote is metta, loving kindness. So, um, people who have a root that is predominantly angry, 
the often um, angry at something that they're not recognizing. Uh, and that takes self uh, introspection and actually can be quite painful. Um, so if, you're, if you feel you're angry all the time or easily angered, you may be in pain. People with injuries tend to be shorter-tempered. They just have a shorter fuse because um, the pain is causing that. <clears throat> um, if you find yourself in a situation that's making you angry, if you can catch it early, oh, that's annoying. Mm, I don't like that. And you watch yourself, you, you can actually uh, avoid escalating. Um, and if you can catch it early enough at best, uh, you can just remind yourself that that too is going to be an impermanent state. So you don't need to engage with it or, or um, provoke even more anger. Uh, several of you mentioned that you try to remove yourself, even if you only remove yourself mentally by shutting down. Um, in the middle of an argument, if you just walk off, um, it's often the best thing. But people who are angry quite often suffer from a thing called stacking. That's where their angry um, states are, ad are additive. They stack up on top of one another. Uh, fighting dogs like pit bulls are actually bred to stack, so they don't let go easily of one anger and the person abuses them and chucks them in with another dog and then the other dog bites them and that's it, you have a dog fight. <coughs> dog fight to the death, which dogs don't normally do. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's, it's that breeding. So you have to be aware of stacking and monkeys when they're really angry uh, a monkey that's higher than them in the pecking order by the one that's underneath them so that's called redirecting that's something else that humans do a lot of and quite often people manage to kid themselves um, that their anger anger is useful and it's helpful i've heard no end of parents built in the living daylights out of their children um, say I, I hate doing this. This is for your own good. Um, but um, having gone to a school with corporal punishment, I never actually saw a teacher that didn't enjoy it. So, um, so don't fool yourself. Uh, so if you can identify why you're angry within yourself, you might have past wounds. Um, that are quite rightly and genuinely able to make yourself angry uh, that anyone would be angry about. Um, but you can remind yourself that those past wounds were not your fault. Um, you can look at the wounds and distinguish the emotions and uh, identify the things that co-arise with it. Uh, if it happened in your childhood, which a lot of people are still very angry about their childhood, uh, cultivate uh, empathy, compassion for the child that what once was and where his pain or her pain came from and try to have understanding. Um, 
try to ex access that feeling if it's a, a past hurt and and look at it and then let it go and then again cultivate compassion um, towards the pain and the person that was hurting if if it's you you need to start with yourself and say i was hurting and uh, that's understandable and i have compassion for myself so in the um, Metta Sutta, we, we always start with ourselves and expand outwards uh, from where from the centre. So uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to fix everyone else. That's another kind of redirecting. So, um, bearing witness to your own pain is not easy. It takes courage, commitment, patience. Um, and it... it Often is helpful to have support in doing that either. Um, and if, if it's profound, uh, there's no weakness in getting counselling. Um, I recommend that. It's not the job of a Buddhist teacher as such to give counselling, but uh, in the Vasudhi Maga, it says that if you if your mind is unbalanced to start with, that you should first seek that balance before starting down um, the path of concentration. Um, being a witness to your own pain aids in healing and reawakens our capacity to connect, trust and love. Uh, it, it does make your life richer. And... Sometimes there's a single cause of past pain, or it may be just a cumulative uh, place that you find yourself uh, that basically just adds up to a lifetime of pain, and you have to get in touch with that. Um, so... It said, and um, it's said by the Buddha, but it's said by many people that hatred's a poison that you drink uh, in the hope of hurting another. And actually, it rather it hurts you before you can even get to hurt to the other. So it's a very poor way of, um, as an antidote, is to engage with your anger and keep reflecting on it and resentments and keep uh, rising better to let them all go so um resentments are a low level of anger it's a brooding anger if if a, uh, this is from the path of purification um if resentment arises in him when he applies his mind to a hostile person because he remembers wrongs done by that person, he should get rid of the resentment by entering repeatedly into loving kindness towards any of the first mentioned persons. And then he has emerged each time directing the loving kindness towards the person that has caused you anger. So develop it in yourself, develop it in a stranger. Um, develop it in somebody you like, 
So you have a feeling and then, then direct it towards the person that causes you anger. And as soon as that doesn't work anymore, we go back and start again. So that's a, a, a methodology. But to repay angry men in kind is worse than being angry first and win a battle that is hard to win. Repay not angry men in kind. The will of both, it doesn't pr promote and it doesn't promote your own benefit or the others too. So, if an enemy was to wish, let him lie in pain, you actually are hurting yourself first. So you can think about anger in that way, which is, which is useful. Um, and angry people are uh, prey to anger. So if you're walking around angry, uh, other people will direct anger to you. Um, and then you misconduct yourself. And before you know where you are, you're, you're constantly arguing. I remember a story of a chap who took over a very famous pub in North London where there was a lot of violence. And every day he used to work himself up and get himself ready. And as soon as he went into the bar, the first angry, violent person, he'd throw him out as he was his own bouncer. And he left and within a few weeks, uh, there was no more violence there because although he was, thinking he was preventing the violence, he was actually promoting it by giving off violence. The next guy who came in was a very placid nature and would actually speak to people. Oh, why are you doing that? Um, have I done something? And, and engage in dialogue. So there's lots and lots of mental things we can do. But if we get back to the root of the anger, um, that that's coming out of one of the basic conditions of having a self. As soon as you have a self, you identify with yourself, you will identify what you like, what you don't like. Um, I like this, I don't like that. I want that to stop, I want more of this. And you're engaging in that conditioned arising. And uh, yeah, it was quickly um, get away from you. Um, and you, you'll start to react to other people's aggression. As I say, mo many of you bottle it up. Bottling it up is fine as long as you don't have to do it year after year or insult after insult. You can bottle it up long enough to go away and, and then scream if that works. Um, but uh, better to dig out the root the root of anger. So uh, I shared with you in the chat uh, a dialogue between um, two enlightened Zen monks that lived on a mountain. Um, I'm not saying necessarily that it's the best way for us to live in the world. They didn't live in the world. They lived in the mountain. Uh, they'd withdrawn from the world. And they were pretty well despised by most people around them at the time, even though they were enlightened uh, Perizim poets uh, back in the Tang Dynasty. Um, they, they, but they laughed. They were very happy. <laughs> Hanshan and Chite. 
So this is from the book of daily recitations of the town schools or the Zen school. Um, and this was written in, in the Tang period, so uh, 1400 years ago, and uh, was translated. So, in former days, Han Shan asked Shi Te, saying, The world is slandering me, cheating me, humiliating me, laughing about me, treating me lightly, despising me, disliking me, swindling me. How can I deal with this? Shite replied, only endure it, let it be, let it have its way, avoid it, beat it, be reverent towards it. You do not need to care for it. Wait for a few years and then have a look again. Anshan said, what other secret art is there to get away from it? Shite replied, in the past, I read the stanza of Maitreya Bodhisattva. That's the future Buddha to be. You now listen to me. I will recite this stanza to you. Old fool that I am, I wear a monk's cassock. With poor food, I fill my belly. The patched rags, the patched ragged garment is good enough to protect from the cold. All things follow their own conditions. If someone abuses this old fool, then this old fool only says, it is well. If anybody hits this old fool, then this old fool will, fall, will himself fall down asleep. The tears and the saliva on the face will be dry by itself on its own. I will also have strength and breath and he will be without defilements as well. This kind of perfection is then the jewel within the marvel. If the mind is strong, man is poor, but the way is not poor. Only ought to practice the one-pointed mind and always act according to the way. Worldly people love splendor. However, I don't care to look at it. Fame and wealth are all void. The mind with eye is insatiable. With gold amassed and piles as big as mountains, it's difficult to buy out the limitations due to impermanence. Tzu Kung was good at oratory. Chu Kung was endowed with divine reckoning. Kun Ming had great wisdom and scheming. Fang Kui rescued his lord out of difficulties. Han Xing Efforts and toils were great, and yet at the point of death, it was only one sword stroke. Of the many people of olden times and now, who is there that lived for a few thousand years? This one displayed himself as a hero, that one as a brave fellow. But look, both their temples are white. Year by year, the appearance changes. Days and months are like going to and fro from the weaver's shuttle. Time flies like an arrow that has been shot. In no time, disease comes to encroach upon one. With regret, one grieves and laments to oneself, thinking of the time when one was young and did not take to the way of practice. But King Yama, the Lord of Death, does not extend his time limit set. When the breath has come to an end, 
just what argument is there then to take up? There is no arguing with right and wrong, neither a discussion on family matters nor a dispute of others and me, neither is there a brave fellow. There is no speech to abuse with. If one asks him, it's a dumb fellow. Beat him and he does not care either. Give him a push and his whole body will turn round. He is not afraid of being laughed at by people, nor does his face blush. Sons and daughters are sobbing, yet they do not see him again. In order to contend with fame and wealth, one has to ask companions from the graveyard. I look at the people in the world. They're all engaged in useless things. I urge you to mend your ways and only to work, take the work of the practice of a great man. And with one sword stroke, cut off the two and jump out the fiery pit and become a cool and pure fellow. When you awaken, you will attain to the immortal truth and the sun and moon will be your neighborly companions. So, however we want to deal with the three roots, if you pluck out the eye, there is nowhere where they can operate. So, how do we do that in Soto Zen? It's by practicing Shinkantaza. If your mind's perturbed and you can't practice Shinkantaza, you can practice compassion and um, forms of metta meditation. Uh, but that's only a preliminary. So follow the sila, uh, practice the golden mean, Try not to engage with angry people. Do not be a pest yourself for your own enjoyment. You won't receive so much anger and practice. I mean, really every Sunday uh, we could open this up and just look at one another and say, it's about practice, practice, and more practice. Thank you. Thank you, Anjo. I am going to sh stop sh um, recording.